Welcome to Prime Alpha's interview series, insights from industry practitioners discussing their journey and their discoveries. Hello, my name is Amanda Jogia, the CEO of Prime Alpha, an online ecosystem bringing together alternative opportunities and their investors. I would like to introduce David King, managing member of Palermo Capital Management, a U.S.-based long-short equity fund focused on companies disrupting consumer-facing industries. It employs a fundamentally driven, bottom-up stock selection process, emphasizing market caps below $20 billion, where innovation most pronounced. Welcome, Dave. It is such a pleasure to have you here, and we're so excited to hear your journey. Yeah, thanks for having me, Amanda. Great. So let's start from the top. Tell us about your journey and what led you here. Sure. So I started my career more than 20 years ago at Capital Group which is the multi-trillion dollar manager of the American funds, mutual funds. It was a fantastic introduction into the world of finance. Coming out of school, I was a huge fan of Buffett and the Graham and Dodd School of Investing. So it really helped to underpin my views around investing for the long-term in high-quality companies and buying those companies at reasonable prices. A few years later, I moved with my now wife up to San Francisco to the Bay Area to join the equity research team at Bank of America. Initially, I covered semiconductors and software, and then I was promoted to a more senior role covering casino gaming. While I was there, I was lucky enough to work for a really, really strong semiconductor analyst out of the gates. She was good at calling the cycles. And so I generated a fair amount of gains, both on the long and the short side, trading some of those stocks. I was there for three years. I was able to earn my CFA. And then moved over to RBC Capital Markets. I joined the Greenwich Ranked Banks team there. I was really nervous about what was happening in housing. And this was a chance to feed that intellectual curiosity. Little did I know we were heading into the global financial crisis. Along those lines, while I was there, I had the chance to visit some family in Southern California in the Inland Empire. And I was just amazed at what had previously been a whole bunch of farmland had been turned into thousands of homes. They were just sitting empty for sale. And I came away realizing, oh my gosh, this is going to get a lot worse. And so ended up spearheading a bunch of tours for our manager clients to visit a lot of these empty homes and stalled projects and try to figure out which of the banks were most exposed and ended up generating a good amount of alpha for a lot of these clients. Then in 2011, my wife and I decided it was time to move home to Southern California. We wanted to start a family. We wanted to be closer to grandparents. And so I joined Roth Capital, which is an investment bank based in Newport Beach. It's a boutique bank focused on small cap, high growth. I transitioned quickly to covering the high growth sector in consumer, initially covering brands and brick and mortar retailers. And then I ended up leading up our push into direct-to-consumer. Roth was an investment banking, capital-raising-focused shop. I had high involvement in a lot of those efforts. And I guess I came away thinking for a lot of these boutique banks, and frankly, some of the large ones, that the due diligence process around some of that wasn't as robust as I previously had thought it would be. And frankly, for some of these small-cap companies, you know, they were more venture in nature. And frankly, some of them shouldn't be public, which had an important role in what I decided to do later in, in terms of going off on my own. Along those lines, in 2019, 
after building up a pretty big Rolodex of manager clients. Again, after I had had to do it from scratch, after doing it in the financials and then doing it again in consumer, I ended up generating a fair amount of alpha for for these managers and realized it was time to go off on my own and do it using some of my generalist background. So in early 2020, actually, I went off on my own to start Palermo just as we were heading into COVID. So trial by fire, if you will, not unlike what I had done covering banks heading into the financial crisis. So what led you to create Palermo or what opportunity set did you see in the market? Sure. So I think we're still in the early stages of the digital adoption across various industries. And I think there are a whole host of companies that are likely to benefit and really drive that transition. At the same time, there are many companies that will look positioned to benefit, don't have the right unit economics or the right management teams in place to get that accomplished. And so I think there's a real opportunity to drive alpha there. I mean, we saw this during COVID, right? A rising tide lifted all boats, especially for a lot of the stay-at-home names. And now they've all mean revert. But either way, more people are willing to shop online than were previously, while, while certainly more enterprises are looking to invest in digital and cloud infrastructure. So there will be winners and losers coming out of all this. So when you think about how investors might look at different sectors, like how should they think about consumerism versus maybe saying like, oh, being tech-focused or being healthcare-focused? Well, as you know, the consumer is two-thirds of our economy. So I think it's very important to be invested in consumer and the consumer disruption that's here. But I guess along those lines, the consumer touches all aspects of that, whether that's technology, whether that's healthcare. And then we importantly invest in not just consumer facing industries, but also the tech stack that supports that. So we try to be everywhere where this disruption is occurring. So Dave, what was really interesting about your background is you talked about your due diligence process. So I'd love to learn a little bit more about that and how it's unique. Sure. So one of the things we do that's critical is we meet with hundreds of companies each year. And that's not just for investments that we're currently making. It's their competitors. It's the supply chain. It's everyone in that ecosystem. We're particularly good at reading management teams, sniffing out the BS when there's something negative there, but also figuring out their tells when they're positive on fundamentals or on near-term trends, or in figuring out if they are the right management teams to lead the company as they try to grow from micro and small cap into mid cap and larger cap. And that's a lot of times where a lot of the positive alpha on the long side is generated is investing in these companies as they grow. And I don't think a lot of people get to know management teams as well as we do, particularly in the early stages of their public journey. Yeah, it's a very thoughtful process. Walk us through, how do you help your clients? Sure. Pretty simple, really. Make money, obviously, but it's also to protect capital during downturns. That's helped by having a really good short book, of course. That's where the real alpha comes. I think that's where wealth is generated over multiple cycles. I think we're seeing this now, for example, in the markets. 
money isn't just made when markets are going up. It's also made when you're protecting it when markets go down. I think that's really critical because I could say we talked to a lot of managers, hedge fund managers, and what we've seen is that people are a little bit lacking in the short book. So the fact that you're alpha generating on the short is quite a big deal. Yeah. So on the short book, I mean, we not only use it to protect the long book, but we also use it. We think it should be a profit center, even in up markets. And I think having that approach really, really helps in finding the right shorts. But frankly, it also helps in, in finding longs. By having a really intense process in place, sometimes when there's a stock that's overly shorted and for the wrong reasons, we can also figure that out. So I think being a good short manager is a critical component to a hedge strategy. And I think a lot of managers got away from that in the 2011 through 2021 or 2020 at least timeframe. And I think at some point, this is going to come back into vogue and be important, but we're good at it and we're going to focus on it. So Dave, you know, I love working with emerging managers. I think it's extremely important. I think that's where a lot of innovation happens and investments. So tell me what is one of the questions that people ask you a lot of, or what are some of the challenges that you're facing that you're solving for? Sure. So I think one of the concerns that allocators have in working with emerging managers is around the ability to scale whether that's from an investment perspective or an operational perspective. And so we have a well-thought-out plan around that from an investment perspective. As we get to certain AUM thresholds, we plan to bring on an analyst, plan to invest in more in the way of certain alt data from an operational perspective. We spend a lot of time in terms of figuring out the appropriate vendors to work with for someone our size that we believe we can then scale with, whether that's our, our prime, our auditor, legal, administrator. But even on that side, as we get to certain AUM thresholds, we're already in conversations with other vendors that we think might be more viable once we hit those levels. And maybe at that point, it also makes sense to bring on a CFO, bring on more in the way of compliance which we will cross that bridge when the time comes. Okay. So I'm going to ask you the last question, which is, what is your superpower and why? Sure. So I think I'm especially good at reading management teams, sniffing out the BS, but also figuring out their tells when they're positive on fundamentals and and near-term trends, and also figuring out if they're the right management teams to take the company to the next level. I'm also extremely intellectually curious, which I think is the most important aspect of this job. And then beyond that, I'm a very good short seller. What's also important is that a lot of short sellers tend to be glass half empty and really overly bearish at times. And I, on the other hand, am generally glass half full. I try to not be so cynical that I miss the forest through the trees. I'm a big believer in US markets, the US consumer ongoing innovation, the disruption that we're still in the early stages of, and the role that technology will play over the longer term. Thank you, Dave, for joining us today. It was so much fun hearing about your journey and learning more about the opportunity. Well, thank you, Amanda. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you for listening to Prime Alpha's Visionaries and Innovators podcasts. 
as always, you can head over to primealpha.com to sign up to our email list, as well as check out our other podcasts. See you next time. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to purchase any investment or any securities. Listeners should make their own investigations and evaluations of the information contained herein. Certain information contained in this podcast constitutes forward-looking statements. Listeners should not rely on these forward-looking statements. Listeners should bear in mind past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results.